All right, and we are back with another episode of Panthers Off Folding Table Talk. This is episode 66. 66? 66. Wow. That's that's just three numbers away from the infamous number. So we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get okay. there, guys. <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, we have myself, Poi. We got Mac over here. And unfortunately, the other one, Tack, is not here. Um, if you don't know already, you can see the poppy over Mac's head there. It is Remembrance Day today as we were recording it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed your little day off today. Um, other than that, we'll get started in our podcast here. So this is going to be discussing about Airsoft Strike Group's Op Minerva. Minerva? Minerva. 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 I'm, I, okay, I'm going to say Minerva just because the only time I've ever seen that, I swear to God, was Harry Potter, Professor McGon- M- McGonagall. Her <laughs> first name was Minerva. And I heard it in the movie. And I was like, ah, that's how you say it. Okay. I used to come up under words like that all the time in my <laughs> life. And I used to just go be like, blah. So a little bit of a like <laughs> introduction to the to the name or to the op is basically the name itself explains you what what the sim is going to be it's it's going to be a a resource sort of uh like a, like a like a resource type game where you're fighting for resource and the name says it all mine and from the notes that I gathered um again I just came back from vacation just like a couple of days ago from from reading the back end stuff um yeah, there is a lot of resource fighting, and we don't um, want to spoil the story for you guys because we want you guys to experience it. It is yeah. it's quite the storyline uh, with a lot of twists and turns and your typical uh, Julian Lau um, sort of or optic sort of uh, twist to the stories, and we love it. Um, so if you haven't registered, unfortunately, <laughs> it's sold out at this point. Um, if you're watching or listening to this podcast before you go to the Saturday sort of check-in. Yeah, it's it's sold out. So if you're listening to this and you've already registered, you're lucky. Um, the, the, the 50 slot for green team has already been filled, and the 20 slots for um, yellow team has been filled already. And uh, I, I believe Team Alpha or or De- Alpha and Delta are, are filled as well. Um, those are part of yellow team as well, aren't they? If I remember. Yeah, correctly. it was. It just evens it out. Basically, yeah. so it's it's a two to one right now. So we have a fifty to uh, twenty five. Yeah. So the the two teams that are going to be fighting is basically Heart Enterprise, which is green team. Now, being that I am a big fan of Heart Enterprise, I am always going to be for that team. Uh-huh. Um, I've played almost a lot of his. Milsims under the Heart yeah. Enterprise because you have been a commander. Yeah, no, not a commander, just a squad leader. Commander is like way too much of a big job. And then there is the J Lao conglomerate, Team Yellow, and uh, Team Yellow, <laughs> Team Yellow. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Rainbow. Uh, <laughs> Team Yellow is gonna be um, doing. Uh, I believe they are the ones that are um, going to be sort of making it difficult for. Green team to gather resources from what I from what I understand, um, Team Green is going to be setting up bases, QRFs, QRFs or quick reaction forces, and convoys for for the duration of the event. Um, team Yellow or J Lao conglomerate will be doing disruption for either the convoys, the base, 
or whatever act mining activities that they are doing for the duration of the time. Um, so that's their job. Uh, so there is, there is your conflict right there, right? You have one team setting up to deploy. Then you have another team going in there and going, hey, shouldn't be deploying there. We're going to disrupt your operation here. So that is the entire operation at its, like, that's, that's the team setup that we have there. Um, do you have anything else to add to the teams here? Because it's pretty straightforward, uh, sort of, uh, like, sort of like, uh, like scenario that, that Julian runs. He loves, he loves doing these types of, uh, sort of resource gathering, intelligence gathering, um, moving people around, doing convoys. I've, it's, it's, it's typical for, for Julian to see this. What, have you played his, his other sims before? Yes, I was literally seven different characters in the last one. <laughs> so for that one, we had my team, which was basically doing the same thing, except um, in that one we were doing, uh, I forgot what the op name was. Um, Shanty. Chant yeah, op Shanty. We're basically trying to gather, or you, 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 we were trying to gather uh, uranium for that one. That was, that was the big one for, 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 for this event. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it's the same sort of um, resource that we're using here. I, I, I didn't really read through what, what kind of resource. I didn't really get a lot of info. On, do you have any insider info of, of what kind of resource we're gathering here for this event? I mean, I could tell you, but then that would ruin the game. <sighs> that is true. Yeah, like I was going to be all like, hey, boy, shut up. We should just tell them what they should bring and stop telling them about the game. They because need, they need, really they need to know a little bit no, of info, man. they do need man. to know, they which is good. To know. So basically, but from they need to be prepared. We could talk about this based on a mm -hmm. previous game, right? Because yep. we were gathering resources, yep. and that was a fun part, is trying to make sure that the other team doesn't try and get to the resource or, right, to the people that are trying to work on the resource, right? It's not just... It's not just, um, let, let's say, like, you know, Team Green going out there with pickaxes and stuff, gathering the resource. No, they, they have been paid to protect the people that are gathering the resources there or protect the people that are, that are working there, right? So well, basically what it is is they need specialists. Yeah. Right? The, You're you going need... in there as a team, but you do not have that specialization. You guys are all airsofters. <laughs> okay, special yeah. operators. You guys have the guns, and yeah. there's people out there that have the pickaxes and mm -hmm. the know-how to extract the resources and use it refine exactly. it whatever it is right mm. so yeah that's getting deep into the story now which is awesome because now you know how it is that it's it's gonna happen it's just that can your team actually pull it together well you're gonna need to be able to find the specialists communicate with them establish a civil connection because again a lot of people in airsoft always kind of point aim and shoot so a lot of people are gonna come into this game not realizing that if you point aim and shoot you're gonna lose yeah PID, man, like seriously, yeah, but telling everyone and stuff like that, positive identification is one of the most key elements when it comes to a sim, because guess what? Friendly fire counts, right? So yep. if you shoot your friend or if you shoot a non-combatant, right, which there are going to be, people have been asking, what, uh, what? Yeah, there's NPCs, guys, seriously. So if you go and shoot off an NPC and that's a key vital mission critical role that you need and now they're dead. Well, guess what? The respawn rules apply to them too. So all of a sudden now you've lost that specialist and you've lost that game momentum and time. And, and, you know, so like talking about the last op and everything like that, 
And those were some of the key driving forces that caused the game to continue on for so long was the fact that, um, you know, Intel would get leaked or, um, you know, a gathering would be disrupted and then you would have to reestablish contact again and everything like that. You know, like it was um, that, that made it uh, a lot of fun and everything like that. Yeah. Was, and myself, yeah. Talking from from the previous mail, so talking about resource gathering, you do have a not a infinite, but a finite sort of resource, which is basically money involved yeah. in this to basically and ammunition. To, eh, oh, oh, that's a good one. We'll get to right, that so, later. Sorry. So that's another yeah. one that we brought into this one, learning from the last one here. So, yeah. So now we're adding that, but we'll talk about that later. But, you know, money is involved here. Basically, your NPCs that are working with you or working against you, they can be sway persuaded, persuaded mm -hmm. by money, mm -hmm. right? If, if you get a discount off of this because, you know, you saved them from certain perils or you did a quest or you did some sort of side mission, right? That you've mm -hmm. done for them and be like, oh, yeah, no, we could definitely do this, you know, or capture someone, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's a big one. Capturing. High, high value targets. Yeah. High value targets. Capturing them. Not just killing them, guys. Killing mm -hmm. them. They, you know, they're, they're useless enough. You can capture the enemy team, right? And then, you know, send them to someone or send them to your commanders. You get extra bonus points for intel or you know, money or anything like that, right? That'll that'll come as you play the game. Exactly. Right? It's not just shoot them up. This is literally um, role-playing. And, you know, as me and uh, Mac here, and as well as Sack and other people that are in the back end here working on the role-play aspect of it, and as well as working on the system, um, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be on top of you for, you know, killing a civilian or, or just like making us have a hard time right or you're not you're not doing well on protecting our little you know property or area then we're going to come in there and be like well you know i would give this to you Chris. you know i would i would give you this intel but you guys didn't protect me properly so i think i'm just going to go talk to the other team and uh, yeah, give away your position right. or something yeah, like that 100%, right? and then you're going to come in there and be like wait 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 we'll, we'll give you we money do? or what, something what, we'll what get, can we'll, we do yeah. yeah so you guys are just going to have a hell of a time trying to deal with the locals, right? Mm -hmm. Because that is it's basically winning hearts and minds at this point, right? You want them to work with you, you're going to have to work with us and you're going to have to please us, right? So not that kind of pleasing, by the way. But um, <laughs> so, oh <my> God. <laughs> so that is basically the team set up there. Um, if you guys have any more questions about it, I'm sure um, what's going to happen is... Everything there is to do with the Milsim, you have to do a, a command and control structure. Yep. So, like, the higher-ups have to deal with your consequences at the very bottom, right? You got to make sure that you get all the information from the top, and it comes down again. Yes. Right? And if your leaders aren't doing that, then you're not asking the essential question of, what are my orders? Right? What's if you go out on? there and you don't ask questions like, what are my orders? What are we doing as a team? And you treat it as a regular shoot them up um you know saturday and sunday skirmish it's not gonna work for you because the goal here the objective here is by far big right we're, we're dealing with resource gathering we're dealing with if you're at the other team disruption making sure that they don't get enough resource and you know you try to capture as much as you can from them exactly. like the resources Gather and stuff intelligence recon right yep and you know play the game as as it's supposed to be because that's going to be how you win the game it's not about how many kills you got or whatever or how many npc kills you got because my gosh we're just going to give you a hard time if you do that because we're not we're not going to play nice if if you no, know we just keep coming back yeah so yeah so that is the biggest one is if 
if you don't know what you're doing, you know, ask your superior, which is basically your squad leader, team leader, squad leader, and then your platoon commander. It's like, hey, what are our orders? You know, what do you want us to do? Utilize our team. Hey, we're tired. Um, Can we take a break? Right? And stuff like that. That is a big one to sort of go through um, when you're going through this milsim. Um, we haven't actually we haven't actually gone through the rules yet, and that's a big one that we want to go through is um, just an overview of the rules for this milsim because there are specific rules to make sure that everybody follows the game and make sure that everybody has a fun time. And um, of course, um, the biggest one is um, like iPro. I think. Everybody knows about that. I pro. Once you step into the milsim, which is basically at around was it three o'clock? I believe is when we step in. Yep. Three o'clock is when we step in. Make sure I pro is on at all times throughout the duration of the game. Now you won't be able to leave the milsim unless this is another big question that I received as well as uh, um, if you want to step off for a while, you can't step off for a while. You signed up for a twelve-hour, you know, sim. Um, it ends at 3 a.m. That is a timeline that we provided you. Anything else in between is basically like it's 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 role play at that point. It's RP. You're you're basically jumped in an RP server, and you have to play the game. Um, for you to leave, right? You have to go talk to your like you have to talk to your your squad leader or, or your platoon commander, saying, "Hey, I need to go get something in my car." Now, since this is a ammunition restricted event. Um, the admins will, ha- will have to come with you. And this includes also going to the washroom if you really have to go to number two. Yeah. Number one um, is you just go in the woods where we're dudes. And unless, you know, you're a girl playing, then yeah, we will escort you to the washroom. Mm-hmm. And then you will have to be escorted back to your squad, uh, to your platoon commander. And then afterwards, we'll release you to your, you know, whatever team you're on. Mm-hmm. So that is key to making sure that everybody is sort of inside of this role play so that, you know, you don't go out, take ammo or take a break because you're, you're going to be in the same situation as everybody else. You're tired. You're either cranky or cold or whatever. I mean, if you're cold, then that is also a good excuse. Too. It's a red flag. Though. Yeah. That's a red flag. Right. But that, that also means that you weren't prepared because we're going to be going over some of the equipment as well. So again, iPro on at all times unless you leave the field, right? Because we're going to be on the field for a good 12 hours or however many hours you guys complete this roleplay quest that we're doing for both teams, right? Um, so, Mac, you want to go over some of the rules here with me? Um, sure. Starting after the iPro, what's, what's the next thing that we're going to have? Uh, I'm guessing uh, etiquette. Uh, well, okay, so uh, let's go over some mandatory gear first, okay? Uh, yeah, you know what, let's just go to the gear, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because a lot of people have been going like, oh, do I need this, or oh, like, you know, like, so, you know, there are a few things that, one second, I'm just bringing it up, uh, that we've added on the packing list, um, right? So, Sorry, I was just getting distracted there, right? So we do have a packing list. I don't know if uh, you can like highlight it for the podcast segment or whatever and everything like that. Yep, so I have the through. packing list here. I'll just pull right, it up. Perfect. Exactly. Right. So obviously, uh, a lot of thought has gone into this as well. And it's very similar to other Milsom set rules and everything, guidelines and everything that um, are out there in the community um, because they work and because it is essential, right? So basically right now, you go to a list of things that are recommended 
And then there are things that are mandatory. So they do have the mandatory, you know, uh, parentheses beside that and everything like that. So you do need to make sure that you have those things. Um, they are essential to party, uh, part of the game and everything like that. So that will make sure that uh, you're able to play properly. So starting off, right, you got your uniform, which is uh, going to be collab uh, collabed with uh, whatever team that you're designated on and everything. And hopefully people have been talking in their team chats, their respective team chats. Uh, that way they can uh you know coordinate any uh uniform um requirements that they have set on themselves and everything because we did kind of leave it a little loose um and that just being that you know money can be an issue for some people when it comes to you know buying tons of equipment and gear for a specific sim right so um a medical card uh that's really important guys uh that you do have your medical card on you uh whether it's your service card or just having um all your service information on uh you know written down in a photo or something like that just in case anything were to happen and emergency contacts, all that jazz, uh, allergies, you know, whatever that uh, ails you. Um, moving on to that, a wristwatch. So this is your first set of mandatory items. Uh, it is highly recommended, guys. It doesn't matter what kind of watch it is, okay, but you need something that tells time. And it does not count if you have a phone. You need a wristwatch. Um, I know a lot of us, okay, even myself included, uh, are the type to look at their phone because they want to know what time it is. But um, seriously, you don't want to risk that in a Milsom situation and everything like that. I would honestly just tuck your phone away. Um, there's been too many times where uh, people have been running around and they've had their phone out them on the field and they have lost it. And, and trust me, I know what it's like to break immersion when you have to uh, stop playing and find something because uh, finding something is a little more important than playing a game. But, uh, you know, so just keep that in mind, guys, right? Uh, moving on from that, you got your load bearing equipment. So this isn't mandatory, but this is up to you guys on how you, you know, want to uh, uh, get the game and just set up yourselves and everything like that. Again, this is kind of like a long duration game. So you probably don't need to be wearing weighted plates. You probably don't want to be wearing some big bulky plate carrier. Um, but that being said, you also want to be able to have the real estate to be able to pack the gear that is required and everything like that. So guys, those choices are Don't, don't make fun of the chads. They want to wear that. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to wear that? Don't wear that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, other than that, right, moving on down the line, you have your primary gun, which is obviously whatever weapon that you're going to be using to choose uh, and abuse uh, the rest of the game and the players. Your secondary gun, um, <clears throat> whether you chose that to be a pistol or something that's shooting at a smaller or lower FPS rate or whatever your choices are, guys, you definitely want to have a backup just in case your primary ever goes down. Uh, hitting our second uh, list of mandatory items and stuff, guys, is a red kill light. So that is to indicate that you are dead. And that is for obviously when the sun starts to fall and it becomes dark out because obviously nobody likes to get shot more than they needed. And uh, the red lights definitely help. Uh, third thing is a flashlight of any kind. Okay guys whether it's on your gun whether it's able to be handheld or something like that you need a flashlight okay so this isn't so much about playing and everything like that but this is just about you being able to walk and maneuver yourself around safely so when you're dead you definitely want to have the light pointed at the ground so you can see where you're walking and then you know if you do have a weapon light obviously that makes gameplay a lot easier um guys that have weapon lights when you are dead please keep in mind that the way you carry yourself does affect the game. So if you're dead, please keep your gun light pointed at the ground. Do not shine other people and everything like that. Because I can't guarantee you won't get shot again. Like, you know, that's basically what happens. If you have your gun up, I'm probably going to think you're alive and people are going to shoot you. Um, 
cold, wet weather gear. This has been a big thing that people have been asking me big about. Big mandatory. Uh, yeah, exactly. So this is a big mandatory item that you are going to require. So now some people are asking me, oh, what do I need? Do I need an actual rain jacket? Yes, you need an actual rain jacket. Does it need to be some military camo one? Hell no. I don't care. You need something that is going to help sustain you through the duration of the game, okay, and at a comfortable level and everything like that. So if you feel like this is a really cheap rain jacket and you need two, bring two. If you have a really great rain jacket, you only need one, awesome. Those choices are going to be on you, though, okay, guys? Make sure you understand that your level of comfort is dictated on what you choose right now. So, you know, a lot of people you know, kind of get bogged down with the, oh, I don't want to carry all of that. And I understand that, you know, sometimes when uh, things are heavy and everything, you don't want to carry that the whole time, but I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And that saying goes for a lot of things, guys, right? Um, moving on to that, guys, is a backpack system to make sure that you're able to carry whatever um, materials that you are required for the play uh batteries and bbs and stuff like that so those are munitions for your airsoft guns and everything like that to uh go into and then we'll, we will touch on the bbs because a lot of people have been asking me about that as well uh food and water so this is our last mandatory item and everything like that so when it comes to food and water people ask me oh what do i need to bring basically guys you're going out for 12 hours so you need something that is able to sustain you from 12 hours when it comes to food and hydration um you know there are some game elements that are going to be in play that are going to help with like you know just obviously ga gaining and attaining water and everything like that but food guys is definitely something that you want to either plan to bring stuff for and or bring money because there are npcs um you know it, it kind of comes down to um yeah, your forethought is really going to be important here and stuff like that. And again, guys, we will be doing kit checks and everything like that. So, you know, if an admin looks through your kit and really kind of deems it as a risk, uh, they can turn you away. So make sure you guys, you know, make the right choices, not play in a sweater the whole night. No refunds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, so that's just basically what's going on with that. Um, we can kind of go into the magazine restrictions and everything like that right now because... Um, yeah, let's go for it. Like, yeah, let's, exactly. let's talk about the magazines and BBs because that's a big one for a lot of people. Exactly. So a lot of people have been asking what's going on and why we didn't allow for full auto and blah, 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 and bolt actions and stuff like that. But basically what it is is just basically give us a little extra control on the game and everything like that. So right now we do have a rifleman class. That's everybody and everybody in the game. Uh, so you are restricted to either carrying one high cap of you know varying amounts and stuff because there's some that range from like 250 all the way up to i think like 450 or something like that so one high cap magazine or six mid cap magazines or 12 low cap magazines by low cap we just mean like the real sim magazines that are about 30 rounds 30 right? rounds yep. exactly so um the way that is is just basically uh that's your way of carrying ammunition so a lot of people have been like oh what if i don't have six mid caps well that's fine play with one mid high cap then right uh that just means that's how much bbs that you can carry and hey man that's five less mid caps to have to worry about losing um because that sucks i always lose stuff during an event and it always pisses me off so bad um so that being said right there and then the bb and ammo restrictions so resupply for each participant magazine can only be done by handing in a resupply card from um your i think 
uh, certain mission elements and everything like that that are going to grant you i can't like divulge too much because i don't want to give away the game but basically you're going to be trading in this stuff because your ammo is finite so that that also plays into why people need to be a lot more aware of what they're shooting at before they just start shooting because you know like a lot of you players out there especially those speed softers i know you're out there and i know you're listening uh you guys shoot like you know 100 rounds on one guy in in, in 20 seconds like you guys are screwed if you if you play that way you're gonna be screwed right so you want to make sure you guys slow things down a bit um you know this isn't just like a run and gun kind of game and everything like that so make sure again again guys i'm reading off just the same things that are all available right now if you guys haven't already joined the airsoft strike group uh, discord they have all this information on their op minerva info and they also have it on their facebook event page and everything like that too so make sure you guys check that out if you guys are confused or want more clarification on what i'm reading off right now because these are basically just the the base guidelines for uh the the sim that is uh, occurring and everyone and then, has everyone has equal sort of uh, rules throughout the other team as well. So don't think this exactly. is just Everyone's on going you. To be playing off that. Everybody yeah. has the same rules, and these are the rule sets that they follow to keep everybody even. And, um, yeah, the ammo restriction is a great way to sort of extend, like, engagements. Gameplay. Yeah. Gameplay. So like, it, differs, it differs from everything because you, now you got to be more meticulous with, you know, as a you know, as myself, as a squad leader leading... Mm -hmm an entire, you know, like 12 man team or 10 man or 8 man or 6 man whatever. If if the rest of your squad just start shooting and you're not commanding properly and asking people what their ammunition count is, you're you're going to find yourself with your pants down saying, "Oh my gosh, I don't have enough ammo. I either need to pull back, right? Or or, you know, my my entire team it's decimated because we ran out of ammo and you don't want to deal with the next part which is basically wounded and as well as respawn because those will cost your team a lot and we're going to go over that in in a short bit here but yeah that's that's my input on ammo restrictions is it'll it'll just make for an interesting gameplay um as as you go throughout the day exactly yeah um yeah moving on um <laughs> Do you want to talk like about to the over? FPS limits? I'm guessing, I think everybody knows. Oh, uh, sorry. Okay, so yeah. So uh, Sorry, I skipped over that just because I thought it was kind of evident. But yeah. uh, we do have a uh, FPS cap of 420 and below. So no guns that are 420 above, uh, no DMRs, no snipers. And um, we have also taken out the full auto capability of things. So um, this is a sim. This mini sim is going into the night and at no time have we allowed full auto at night just because it comes into a safety factor and everything like that so we have taken out the lmg class just officially in this game heading so that being said right there that is the um game mechanic um rule set there so okay uh other things uh as uh hand grenades or smoke grenades or anything like that um i'm oh, guessing okay. we're not allowing smoke grenades right now and hand grenades have not been allowed for a while so well, real hand grenades, I do question on how you got those, but uh, airsoft impact <laughs> BB grenades, uh, they are allowed. You are allowed to use those. Um, smoke grenades, unfortunately, are not allowed just because of um, um, it comes down to a lot of like, you know, weather things, but also comes down to overpowering on the uh, film set uh, part. So unfortunately, guys, I love it. I miss it. I used to use smoke too, but um, safety and uh, money. So yeah, you guys don't have money your airsofters all right so that's items out of the way i thought hand um like uh bb grenades and stuff aren't allowed because it says here 
uh, will like, not wait, be allowed. It... Will not be allowed at this event. So that's what it says here. Oh, did it? Did, did he? Yeah. Okay. Does he? I might have missed it. Yeah, it says not allowed. So yeah, I I just wouldn't bring it at this point. Yeah, I know we took shields out. We took um, that was where's the grenade rule? No, we're not allowing MRE bombs and twenty two bangers. Sorry. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it says here uh, all. At this time, all items are above will not be allowed in this event. So hand grenades, uh, just basically um, BB grenades. Okay, yeah. so uh, all right, I missed that one. All right, it's all good. Um, yeah, no smoke grenades this time because, you know, Panther. Um, all right, so let's go over being wounded and captured being wounded and um, response because that's that's a big one to cover. And uh, are you familiar with how it works there, Mac? Mm -hmm. All right, let's go for it. Okay, so basically the way that we have it set up right now, guys, um, is that if you are playing and then you are receiving your first hit, you are now wounded. So when you are hit, um, you know, obviously standard ASG rule set as well as the Panther rule set, guys, you call your hit nice and loud, loud and proud. That way you can stop getting shot at. Um, and then you switch over to being wounded. So when you are wounded, guys, what you would do is now become inactive. Okay, so uh, you can be revived, but it does require a buddy. So a lot of people call it buddy aid. Now you can either call for buddy aid or you can call for a medic. Um, so basically, we're still gonna uh, work on the um, dynamic for that because it comes down to a bandage system and everything like that so you can kind of indicate when you're first hit and first wounded and everything like that um now if you are unable to uh be revived within the first five minutes uh you have technically bled out and when you've bled out you are now uh fully dead and you will have to require uh, go back to um your respawn points and everything like that and which again i don't want to divulge that now because that will give away from the game your, your but, respawn point is basically where your commander sits or your platoon commander sits. Uh, it, it'll depend on each team yeah. and everything like that so in the game so cycle, if, if you don't know you just go to your platoon command mm -hmm. exactly you can always ask a game admin and everything like that too which is your platoon commander right um so now that being said um I can't tell if it was a typo, sorry. Because it's yeah. just saying when wounded, you may disclose enemy activity. Yeah, no, okay. So when you're wounded, you are allowed to tell you, say where enemies are and everything like that because you're wounded. But guys, this being a role play element and everything like that, the more uh, grueling uh, wounds and deaths and screams that I hear and stuff like that, I love it. Uh, it makes Role sense. play, you're, mm -hmm. you're wounded. Mm -hmm. Ah! Oh exactly. my God, he shot me in the tree, the tree, the, the, the Y tree. Oh my God, I'm hit. Mm -hmm. Right. right. There's stuff so, like that. Um, so now uh, here's the part two. Um, so when you are wounded, um, if you are being uh, going to be moved by your teammate, you do uh, require to kind of be the dead weight. Uh, so a person does require to assist you to move you back to further cover so that they can buddy aid you with a bandage or something like that. They are able to. Um, they are able to shoot their weapon, but they must stop and shoot their weapon. And you are not able to because you are incapacitated. And once you are back into the game from buddy aid and everything like that, you are able to... Um, uh, keep playing yeah uh, no, you no are last stand stuff guys because yeah. you're gonna if pull you... off your pistol and start shooting <laughs> no 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 no, no. Like, that's not allowed unfortunately yeah, yeah. that's not allowed guys call of duty shit yeah. you know? 
Um, but yeah, so if you are already uh, wounded, guys, after you've been brought back and everything, you will have a bandage to kind of indicate that and everything. So there's like tourniquets or a regular triangle bandage or gauze, whatever we're going to be running for the sim. I just haven't hammered that out yet. If you but, guys have um, MSW tourniquets, bring Bring them. those. Bring those. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I got a few. <laughs> I've, got, I've got four. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that being said, um, once you have been hit and you have that marker on yourself to be able to kind of indicate that, yes, I've been downed once, uh, if you get downed again, you are dead, right? So you are dead um, or, or inactive, wounded, right? So now for that, you do require to move back to whatever the game dynamic is going to set up for. So I think, you know, for green team, it's going to be kind of going back to a base or something like that. For um, yellow team, they're going to have certain uh, CCPs and everything like casualty collection points and everything like that for the game that will be divulged later. So just pay attention to your guys's um, platoon commanders and they will give you that information. So just like Poi said in the very beginning, guys, everything kind of flows down. So if you don't have the answers that you are asking questions about, that is kind of a problem. So you want to ask up, you want to try and make sure that that, you know, flow of information is maintained from even the lowest level all the way to the top, right? And a lot of people kind of get like bogged down thinking like, oh, you know, I'm in insignificant or, oh, they don't want to hear about what I'm, uh, I, I saw or what I think or something like that. That's not true, right, guys? It's all about a team effort and everything like that. Sure, you know what? If you're a brand new new player, probably you shouldn't be talking to the platoon commander. Yeah, right? 100%. Why are you talking to the platoon commander? But you are allowed to talk within your squad and ask for, you know, advice or what they think or their opinions and everything and can come up with something and grow that and put that forward from your squad leader, right? So as Poi has said, from being a squad leader and then a squad leader can take that towards a platoon commander and be able to kind of like stretch that out through the hierarchy of it, right? You don't want to be insubordinate and just go right to the top because you're just going to look like an idiot. And it's the same thing for like a platoon commander. He's not going to go all the way down and tell the lowest guy like what to do. That's not it, what it, how it works, right, guys? It's all about... Yeah, don't, don't waste, like, just don't go out there on your own willy-nilly without your, you know, your, your squad leader and, you know, being informed about it. You know, your squad leader will place you somewhere where they could reach out to you, see you, you know, you could see further than the squad leader will. You know, if you're wounded all of a sudden, make sure that you have a buddy with you, right? So that they can cover your buddy aid you or drag you out of there, right? right? Being wounded doesn't mean you're out of the game yet. That means that the team, that gives time for your team to formulate a plan. Your squad leader go like, oh, shoot, my guys is down here. I need to support them, right? But the more nope. you RP it, the more you talk about it, the more your buddy, you know, comes over there and be like, he's stuck over there. I need to get over here. You know, okay. I, need, I need to get him, right? So, right. yeah, talk. Talk, RP, uh, role play. Exactly, right? And then, so leading into that, guys, too, um, when we're talking about the wound dynamic, right? First time you're hit, you're wounded, you're down, you're calling out for a medic, you're calling out for buddy aid. Uh, so a buddy aid, anybody can give that to you. Um, and most of that, that rule is pretty much generic and general across most of the Milsom community and everything like that. Everyone kind of understands that, you know, the first person when they, you're coming up to an injured person in airsoft, you can heal that person. Uh, the second time you're down, you do require medic. Uh, and that's why guys also the wristwatch is important because you do need to kind of have your own integrity to time yourself right uh if your buddy can't get to you within the first five minutes of you being hit you bled out you need to return to see uh to base to respawn 
officially, right? Um, if you um, get hit and you're your second time um, and you're down, right? This time you need a medic. You can't just get buddy aided, right? You need an actual medic to come on perform whatever game situation that we've, uh, or game simulation for a medic um, that we've implemented and stuff like that. So you guys will also find that out later as well. Um, so when a medic brings you back in, boom, you're all back to full health and everything like that. But if a medic can't get to you within that five minutes, then you're dead, you stand up, put your red kill light on, and you go back to your base or wherever point that we designated in the game and everything like that. So now, talking about those five minutes, those are critical moments. When a participant is wounded, that person may or may not be captured by the enemy forces, even potentially by temporarily allies or neutral parties. This game dynamic is going to go all over the place, guys. Uh, to, be uh, to capture a wounded participant, all you have to do is approach the person, confirm with them verbally that the person is now captured, and all the weapons that are visibly found on him are disabled. Right? A captured Visibly. Yeah, and thank you for picking up on that. The captured participant is now a prisoner and cannot escape until he is either freed by his captors or rescued by his teammates. Now, again, a big heading and everything disclaimer, aggressive manhandling is not going to happen and it is not allowed. Uh, respect uh, verbal commands both ways for the you know the captured and also the you know capturer right so just make sure we keep that in mind i know guys we're playing a game and we're role playing and again love the acting and love the dramatic effect and everything like that but we got to remind uh remember guys that it is game and we want to treat each other with respect so that impl uh, that action has been implemented in the game let's not screw it up please <laughs> Uh, and then just going in, a lot of people have been asking too, vehicles, uh, there will be no vehicles uh, at this time. Um, I know you guys don't want to sacrifice your mom's Mercedes and everything like that. So don't ask me to sacrifice my car. Um, and about the military vehicles too, uh, guys, okay, if you got two grand, yeah, we'll definitely do it. Um, no shields at this time. Um, ever. Don't bring shields. You don't need shields. Don't be. No. Shields. Why? Stop. Why? No. No, we're not bringing shields. Hands down. Stop. No, we're Stop. good. Exactly. All right. Do you want me to go over the roles and responsibilities now? Um, I think we're pretty much good for the wounding and capture part. Um, as long if, as that's clear. If you're in the live chat, um, let us know if you have any issues with that. Yeah. Or, do, I hear, um, do you want to answer some? Do we have any more questions in the uh, chat? So the previous question was 40 millimeter shower shells allowed? No, Ooh, it is uh, not allowed. No. Yeah, don't bring those. Yeah, not allowed. Sorry, guys. Um, as far as um, the wounding and as well as the capture, sort of a uh, concept works. It's pretty straightforward from Milsom West. If you're familiar with Milsom West rules, it is the same thing. But just any, any Milsom, most yeah. of them are and standard. A lot of Milsoms are like this now. Uh, Milsom West is a standard, mm -hmm. so we are, like Julian's sort of copying the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, the, the the fun part is the, uh, the carry wounded one. If you are physically able to carry someone and actually walk them through, by all means, go ahead, but do not strain yourself. Do not yeah, like do this not is this it. is at night. Yeah. Um, for the person that is wounded is that is being dragged or carried, right? If you're okay with someone, like make sure that you're okay with someone taking the drag handle from your plate carrier and dragging it, because we all know that you know certain repos can't take all of this stuff, you know, and all that fun jazz, right? So you got to make sure that you, if you don't want your gear to be wrecked. Just, you know, just whip out your hands and be like, just drag me like this, right? <laughs> Grab I, my crack I have seen many Milsims in Panther where, you know, they say carry wounded means that 
they could carry someone or they could just like drag someone and then the the wounded guy will just be like walking you know like walking with them no no literally uh, we are allowing that aren't we uh they yes we are we can do it we, yeah we can carry wounded. no but i've seen it where they're just walking with them Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, guys, act it out. No, you need to have an arm over a shoulder. Yeah, arm over a shoulder or just drag him, you know, with, with both his legs, like, being dragged. Yeah. Like, that's my best recommendation. <laughs> Do you even drag carry, bro? Yes. Mac, this goes into your topic of fitness. That's why I tell right? everyone. Yeah, Do you yeah. even drag, bro? <laughs> You got, you got, you got to get that sandbag training in there, dragging that Thank sandbag, you, carrying that sandbag. Mr. Armistead. Oh my God. Firemen yeah. carry all the things. Oh, yeah. I bet. I bet. He's still got it. He's still got it. He could do it. Oh, dude. <laughs> Let's no go. They're all, all right. Throw me over yeah. your shoulder. So as far as being captured goes, guys, make sure when they come up to you and they're capturing you, you know, do what you can to make sure that you don't talk. Yep. Um, for people capturing people, the the five S's basically silence. What is it? Secure. Uh, I forgot what the five S's are, but I know like for a fact that like when you grab a prisoner, make sure you don't say anything to them. Make sure they don't say anything back. Get them to the back of the lines as fast as possible. Make sure you have you you set security because they are going to come after their prisoner, mm -hmm. and then afterwards have your commanders or squad leaders talk to. You know, talk to that person because information is valuable, guys. Yep. Right? And for the prisoner, right, you do your job to try not to talk because, you know, you're all that info in your head, try and get to you. Right? And then there is also elements afterwards with the capture system for the NPCs. And we're not going to yep. give that away um, yet. But just keep that in mind, guys. Being wounded, right? If you caught the enemy with their pants down and you you know you, you get like five people, right? That's 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 that takes them out of the game. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at Mike here. He's gonna he's gonna do an airsoft version of Sears training. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um that is it for um for being wounded. Hopefully yeah. that, that is a big element of Especially for what players, of the game. well, yeah. for what players go through, right? We're talking about the gear. We're talking about, um, you know, uh, like events and stuff being being, you know, RP. And now we're talking about being wounded, right? You got to role play that. Now we're gonna come into the roles and responsibilities. Um, my favorite part because I like to do command and control structures. So the CEO or the commander or, you know, your um, your platoon sergeant or platoon leader. Um, he's responsible for doing everything, right, um, within your team. Um, he's responsible for sending teams over, giving teams breaks. Um, he's making sure that all his subordinates know what's going on. Exactly. He, conduct, he conducts mission analysis, you know, troop leading procedures, issues, commands, orders for company tac uh, tactical operations, resources. He's dealing with the resources, guys. Again. This is a resource-based game. Your ammo is a resource. Manpower is a resource, right? And your commander has to manage all that, right? On top of, right, the money that he has to give away to, you know, whatever the operation requires, right? So the admin's going to throw him a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, like, you know, something like, oh, yeah, this will cost will cost this much to, to give support or this much to do this and that. Um, ensure that the company... Command posts effectively, or it's effectively, you know, 
tracking situations and statuses of each squad leaders. Um, you're going to be out there, right, as a rifleman, you're going to be out there reporting to your squad leader. Your squad leader is going to report to your platoon commander or your CO commander. And they're going to develop some sort of strategy, some sort of tactics to make sure that you, you either don't run out of ammo or you have enough resupply or you have enough manpower to to continue to fight. Up next is going to be your rifle section leader or I guess squad leader is what they're calling it here. Um, he effectively controls and directs and, you know, uh, tactically moves the squad into position, right? The, the commander shouldn't have to micromanage small little fire fire teams so that, you know, so that they don't get destroyed or annihilated or, you know, waste too much ammo. That is the... That is the squad leader's responsibility. He controls the movement of his squad, rate of fire, and distribution of fire. Right. Mm -hmm. This is where it comes very important to make sure you control your fire. Make sure you ask it again. If you don't know what you're doing, ask the squad leader. Right. This is the biggest thing. Is as as a rifleman or someone below. Right. You're gonna always gonna ask them as like, what are your orders, squad leader? And then he will direct you, he will point you, he will micromanage you as much as he can. He'll make sure that you are adequately supplied with ammo. He'll make sure that, you know, if you're tired, you, you get some rest. The team gets some rest, you know. And he understands how the team works. He does, you know, again, the commander, the commander doesn't have to come in there and basically direct you. It's the squad leader that's going to do it for you. And, you know, um, the, the squad leader is going to be making sure that he communicates timely and accurately for like lace and salute commands or reports to the platoon leader. And um, that'll include things like squad location, progress, enemy situation, enemy killed in action, um, security, posture, etc. Um, he has to make sure that that is all done in a timely manner. So me as a squad leader, I always make sure that, you know, every sort of uh, 10 minutes or so in, if there's no action, I'll just send a report to my squad leader to my commander saying, Hey, this is where we're at. This is what's happening. You know, nothing's happening here, but mm -hmm. this is our position right now. We're in a ambush or defensive position, or we're held up in this house talking to someone, right? Any action that you do, right? As long as you send that to your commander, you get proper situational awareness. Like the commander will get proper situational awareness of what's going on. Um, conduct troop leading procedures, TLP, Understands the mission and commander's intent. Ensures every member of his team knows the mission and their part. So as a squad leader, I always make sure to take a knee. Tell my, you know, rifleman, tell my medic, tell whoever's with me attached. Be like, hey, this is the situation. This is what we're doing. And this is what we're going to do. Right? So at least they know what's happening. Then at least if, you know, if, if we get into a contact... Right, my men will know. Okay, the closest CCP point or the casualty collection point will be, you know, over here north or somewhere, or exactly. over here. This is where we're gonna meet up if things go, you know, go go crazy. If things go crazy and we need to fall back, this is our secondary fallback point. Right. I always have a plan in place to make sure that the team knows what's happening if we advance. Right. You know what? You know what? What's gonna happen to our you know teams if we get split up? You know. And if 
and I do tend to split up my teams because I want to make sure that I got all flanks covered. Make sure that we have some sort of point where we could gather just in case hell breaks loose. So that is the squad leader's role, and that is what I love to do in a sim. Unfortunately, I won't be here for, for, for leading a squad, but I'll be part of the sim regardless. All right. Rifleman. Rifleman is... Uh, so what Julian's putting down here is... Uh, be an expert on his weapon system. Basically, you're, 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 you're the guy that shoots. He must be effective with his weapon day or night. He must be capable of engaging all targets and well aim well aimed sh and well aimed shots. Be quick be, be able to construct and occupy hasty firing positions and know how to fire from it. Are we building bunkers? Heck. <laughs> no, we're not building bunkers, but I'm sure you know You just need to be capable. You, you, you just, capable. You, you, you just... Where is your entrenching tool? <laughs> you must know how to quickly occupy and cover a concealed position in all environments and what protection they will provide him in a direct fire weapon. Okay. Thanks. This is pretty good. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to read here. So, yeah. As a tip for a rifleman, like, guys... Be sure again. The, the most important part that that I'll take like give you for being a rifleman is um making sure that you always ask you know what are your orders because that is the biggest one um, in my mind when it comes to riflemen. Be laser like you are mostly laser focused on one thing and one thing only. You do not sort of have an awareness of what is around you that. The squad leader tells you what's happening, you know, around you, but the squad leader will tell you, hey, focus on this, you know, this pathway. This is your job and your job only. If anything moves or, you know, makes a sound or anything, you report to your squad leader saying, hey, we got movement here. And then that'll basically go up to the, the chain of command saying, hey, you know, we might have contact here. Then they could prepare for, you know, like if there's going to be a counter assault or if there's going to be a quick reaction force. You know, that's basically it. And at least that'll give you an understanding of the mission as well. If you ask for orders, at least the the, the squad leader will be like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what's going on, right? <clears throat> All right. So. Um, I think that's it for roles. It's pretty much because I, like, I was like, I don't want to dive into too much more of the game. Yeah, like, you know, that's... like I want them to be there and like experience it. It's like we, I, I can't wait for the AAR, uh, you know, like yeah, uh, the AAR will be good. But... <laughs> um. Okay. So general safety orders. Um. And I let you read this portion. Which me? You want me to read one or? Yeah, you could. If you Which could part? read this one, the general safety orders. One second, I'm just trying to look through Minerva. Yeah. It's after uh, Rifleman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so the general risk assessment or? Yeah. The general safety. Oh, oh general order, safety. So. Okay, okay, all right. So there we go. I found it right there. Yeah. All right, so obviously, guys, going through general safety orders is number one, uh, never forget that this is a game. Uh, you know, don't ever take yourself too seriously and everything like that. Make sure you guys take everything with a grain of salt. Um, you don't want to <clears throat> uh, 
get too wound up trying to win or trying to game the game or something like that, that you, you know, lose yourself and everything. At the end of the day, guys, this is a game where we're all here to have fun. Uh, rule number two is keep your eye protection on. Uh, eye protection on stays on at all times. Anytime you're out in the game, guys, if you need to swap out eye protection, make sure you follow the necessary steps to make sure that you are safe while doing so. Um, you know, I do recommend bringing more than one pair of eye protection. I myself usually like to bring at least two or three. Um, number three is safety is your personal uh, safety is the responsibility of everyone on the field every participant so if you see something unsafe please call for a ceasefire and uh, alert the nearest game admin or field marshal and we'll try and rectify that the best we can number four is wear pro proper protective equipment for your environment for example sturdy boots for sites with challenging terrain and helmets and knee pads for sites with you know hard uh surfaces right so if you guys require if you feel like you're going to be kneeling down or going prone and stuff like that those are some of the things that you definitely want to keep um in mind right uh number five is always respond to a ceasefire or a gun safe call so most of the time um if we're calling for a ceasefire guys you will hear everybody yelling ceasefire uh echo the command please uh, remain in place. Do not move around. Do not continue to, you know, move forward or anything like that. Stop, take a knee, but continue to yell cease fire until you hear, you know, it die down and everything like that. Because, uh, you know, and once you take a knee and everything like that, you will be uh, instructed by a game admin or a field marshal on how to further continue playing the game after it's been addressed. Uh, you know, be accountable for yourself. That's number six, guys. So if you're having a medical or a personal problem that is causing a danger to yourself or others, uh, please, you know, don't hesitate to tell your CO, tell your XO, you know, tell a game admin or something like that. And we will help you the best way we can. To, uh, you know, if you need medical attention, we'll call an ambulance or something like that. Uh, or if you just need to get medications from your car and you were dumb and you didn't bring them, I'm going to call you dumb because you probably should have those on you. Um, you know, basically just make sure we want you guys to have, a, you know, a fun and safe time. So keeping that in mind, right, guys. Um, number seven is always observe and recover any pyro. Uh, I think that's an old rule from another sim that we have there because guys, as you know, we will, will not be having any of that in the game. Um, uh, okay, so do not bring any on, uh, yeah, unauthorized pyrotechnics and hand grenades and smoke and everything like that. That's number number eight. Uh, and then going on to the general risk assessment. Okay, guys. So this is basically what you kind of need to expect and everything from playing kind of like a simulation game and everything. So the top two risks participants um, for participants at a Milsim event are in all or most cases, okay, guys, are strains, sprains, and fractures, dislocations, and other sports-related injuries and everything. So it's not a lot of, like, BB or airsoft injuries. Uh, heat and cold injuries are also a result of dehydration or pre-existing medical conditions or just plain out lack and proper preparation for cold weather and everything like that or hot weather gear, right? Not having too much on can also fatigue you as well. Uh, so... You know, these uh, risks are mitigated by the following measures, uh, inspection at the event and processing by staff to ensure pro uh, participants have the proper footwear and, and all this proper gear and everything like that. So kit inspections will happen and everything like that. So those are pretty much the general safety rules and safety factors when you're thinking about playing these events and everything like that. And then going over just our safety procedures, right, guys? So if you hear ceasefire being called, okay, guys, um, and, and basically the reason why is there a reason to be called under, um, 
you know, see, is there a reason for me to yell ceasefire? So if you feel like there's a life, a limb or eyesight threatening injury to any participant, you are allowed to yell ceasefire. So if you see someone's eye pro fall off, if you see someone fall down and they've twisted their ankle or something like that, you're allowed to ceasefire. Okay, guys, like we will stop the game for that immediate moment to deal with the medical um need at that moment and everything like that so guys don't be shy i mean don't cry wolf and call ceasefire for like a like a scratch from a twig or something but obviously guys like we want to make sure that everyone is safe and able safety to number one priority exactly um so i want to i want to i want to add to that for uh for ceasefire um because a lot of people think ceasefire in game is like you know stop firing um if you need to tell your men to stop firing you just tell them, uh, I think it's it's a standard Milsom West one, is a lift fire. Is, uh, is is how you tell your men to stop firing. That's 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 my understanding. I don't know. If you have your team that has if, sort of different codes, one, yeah, yeah, then exactly. go for it. As long as it does not go with ceasefire, because that is a, uh, a game-stopping protocol. Yeah, that is exactly. So make sure you guys always understand that and everything. And that includes the word gun safe and everything. So if you're if you don't want to yell ceasefire, if you want to yell gun safe, then that's totally fine too, right? But uh the rules with that guys, whenever a gun safe or ceasefire is called, is you stop playing right away. Uh you echo the command, you take a knee and you remain in place and you wait for instructions from a, a uh game admin or a field marshal and everything like that. So that's pretty much it for uh coming up to um the you know, to the sim and everything. And then basically just going over the team objectives here, here are the really brief um, kind of vague uh, general description that uh, ASG has already put out and everything. So this is what everyone knows, which is great. And um, so green team, their objective is to set up a base. Um, second uh, is to trade with locals and is to create and maintain supply lines and add an HOC assignment. So basically they're going to have some other side quests and secondary ad hoc assignments to, yep. exactly that they're going to be able to complete and everything like that uh, so yellow team uh has pretty pretty easy time with this and everything like that but they will have an uphill battle uh it's basically set up an infill and exfil point uh establish local contact to receive assignments and it's uh basically just kind of like harass and uh figure out what's green team up to and uh you know put guerrilla tactics it. yeah <laughs> put a stop to it if they can and uh you know other than that it's kind of just game in the game so uh, pro tip, pretty pro, much pro tip for yellow team blended environment <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's pretty much what's going on there. And um, yeah, I hope um, I hope everyone's excited. I know I am. I, a lot of work and prep has been going into this and everything like that. We've all been trying to discuss and get things ready for everybody. So hopefully uh, the players that are out there appreciate it and have a great time. And if you guys uh, have missed this opportunity, you weren't able to get uh, tickets or anything like that. That's OK. I'm sorry uh, you missed this one. There's going to be a next one. So make sure you guys stay tuned, stay, you know, stay listening to uh, the podcast and everything like that. We'll let you know as soon as we know when another one's coming and everything. And uh, yeah, basically just, you know, yeah, look forward to some funny pictures and hopefully some GoPros are out there and stuff. We get some mm, uh, in the dark. I some, don't know. <laughs> uh, well, you know, there is there is the day portion. Yeah. Right. There is the portion just before dusk and everything. But I do understand that. Yes. Um, you know, half of the game will take place in the dark. So. More, more than half, about 75% of it. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think we've gone over a lot Pretty of things everything. here. Yeah. Um, guys, comment in the live chat before we uh, 
Yeah, and if they have here. any questions, actually, yeah. yeah. yeah hey, guys, if you have, or did I miss any questions that didn't? Uh, no, no. Uh, Mike, there you go. Do you even drag? Yeah, bro, I drag. I drag. <laughs> you can pull me on my cry precision carry handle, okay? That's what it was meant for. <laughs> so, <laughs> Until it breaks. <laughs> no, it won't break. It's cry. Get those uh, long, um, what is it, where, where you have a really long carry, like a string? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it threads and it just unravels like a sweater. No, it's like, I spent the ridiculous amount of money so I could be dragged by friends in a milsim, okay? And that's why. <laughs> um, let's see here. So there is, uh, I guess, uh, a thing to... I need a carrying your... handle. No, you don't, unless you're talking about one for your gun. Yeah. So uh, uniform requirements. There is no uniform requirements. Mm -hmm. um, it is recommended to like match your assigned team colors, which is green versus yellow. But yellow is hard to find because that's desert color. It's tan. So yeah. It's tan. So if you want to do that, but other than that, I believe it is. Um, uh, it, um, yeah, it's just green versus uh, tan basically at this point. Mm -hmm. so. Like we are going to have identifying armbands and everything like that. But yes, um, we did leave it up to teams if they wished to coordinate their uniforms, um, you know, and feel more of like a team and have more of a uniform set or something. Uh, we let them have that freedom to do that in their chat. So if you guys haven't done that, uh, uh, that's on you. Uh, if you have done that, awesome. Yeah, it's just interesting that Julian made it so that yellow team or tan team is basically the ones that are trying to ambush, so having bright colors like that, especially solid ones. Well, I'm not expecting you to wear like a like a yellow shirt like Big Bird or something. Yeah, yeah. But to have full tan, that'll be hilarious in uh, in the if dark. If you're wearing coyote, yeah. that's not that that's not that bad. Coyote's <laughs> yeah, not that could, bad. You could you could still you could still see them out in the distance. But yeah, no, I You I, I can cuz you have nods. How many other people have nods? Hey. <laughs> maybe maybe like three people um yeah so again for for my tips here yeah as a rifleman ask what your orders are and then that'll go up the chain of command that's pretty much it as a squad leader there are a lot of things that i could give you for for tips so if if you're leading a squad you could come to me what? and I'll, go, I'll give you some advice i'm sorry i'm just seeing something ty no it it's not ranger green is actually great under nods what are you talking about uh it, it depends on what um if the material is highly yeah, reflective it depends, yeah it depends on what the material it is and everything <laughs> what are you talking about you don't even own a pair of nods how do you how do you see nods huh <laughs> huh i i see nods i i look great under nods what are you talking about get out of here my yeah uh before we like sort of do that what's the weather this weekend for uh, uh saturday I'm not night i'm gonna lie to you it does not look good yeah so my biggest advice like, for this one is bring rain gear like mm. double the rain gear make sure you have extra pairs of socks not only for the sim but yeah. going home because it's gonna be dark at home it's gonna be dark at night it's gonna be 3 a.m when we end the sim guys mm -hmm. so yeah that's a big one is raincoat you know um tarp Dude, like, grab yourself a camel tarp if you can, and that'll basically cover your gear, you know, under mm -hmm. the rain. Or if you're going to be in long, like, defensive duration, yeah, like, bring a tarp throw, so that you can cover. Throw a tarp over yourself. Throw, yeah. throw a tarp over yourself, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be camel, too. It could be the green tarp. It could be the uh, the, the blue one. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, just bring. Anything to, like, protect yourself. Yeah, or just wear an Arterix. You could only protect so much with Arterix. Yeah. Right. 
like bring extra you, yeah you can't protect yourself in a downpour with yeah arteric and jacket. once you get cold to the bone there is nothing at that point that will stop you from like you're not not stopping but there's nothing at that point that you can do to keep yourself warm because exactly you're already cold down to your skin so yeah you hear that iron deficiency yeah <laughs> what um okay so again it's a resource fight you're fighting for resource you are like that's your main objective and you know your bbs are a resource as well your 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 tick account or your your response are a resource as well you know everything in this game is based on losing and gaining so keep that in mind when you're playing this game there is this is the reason the rules are here is because that we want to make it so that it's all even for everybody. Um, yeah, bring a lot of spare clothes, Ty. All right. Yeah, exactly. Especially Ty. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, it will I, it will I, get I, dark I at night, those. and make sure you guys bring your flashlights because and batteries. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, especially with me and Tack that are gonna be RPing a lot. We're gonna be. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna add something special to it, you know. We're gonna be out there having fun. I'm sure. Pack will as well. My girlfriend's gonna be in there as well. Joe's gonna be there. <laughs> She's gonna. Yeah, we got a lot of things to ahead of us, you know, for you guys. You guys are gonna be in the suck, but we're gonna try and make it fun for you guys. So. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully we can do it. Yeah, that is it for this. I guess uh, there's no more other questions. Yeah, if um, else has got any questions. Yeah, if you guys don't have any questions, um, yeah, we're going to ask our viewers here um, and our listeners, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you comment down below. Um, if you've attended The Sim, right, comment down below. Tell us, let us know how you feel. Um, we're going to do a, uh, probably an AR report for, uh, for, for The Sim. Um, if you want to be involved in it, you know, uh, someone who's higher up, like a squad leader or commander that wants to jump in, these talks you know we appreciate your story inside of things we did the same thing for the previous sim shanty um where i ba i basically told my experience of what happened and malcolm as well told his experience of you know what what it's like being a squad leader or uh, a platoon commander and then as well as julian's side we're going to try and get him next week as well um to see you know what can we improve upon what can we what what we had fun the most and as well as uh what what we could do better as NPCs, uh, because me and Mac are going to be NPCs. Um, just so that we could have a fun experience for the next sim, because this isn't going to be the only, like, we said the same thing as Shanty, this isn't going to be the only sim, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're having another one. Here we go. Make sure everybody's prepared, because this is the notes that we took last time in, in, in the last sim, is not a lot of people were informed of what's going on, so we're doing our best to inform everybody. Sort of like you watching video game sort of uh, videos online and getting the best tips from your best streamers, basically. That's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. Except we, we can't stream Airsoft games. I mean, I tried. Oh. I tried. I tried, but... We could do it. We could try. <laughs> yeah. Again. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, if you're interested in coming along and talking as, you know, not, not as a rifleman, but someone, you know, even if you're a rifleman, you know, as long as you had a really epic experience, you know, come... Well, you could you come and uh, jump into the topics, right? Because we want to we want to hear your experience, right? We want to hear everybody's experience. Um, my biggest takeaway is um, if if you want to talk about your experiences, or if you're a squad leader or commander, um, have a pen and paper out and start writing things. Like you know, like let's say like twelve o'clock at night, 
you know, this happened, right? So at least notes, it's on your, yeah, exactly. yeah, this was this is what happened in your head. It is also good to take notes so that you could give it to your commander as well and be like, hey, this is what happened at this time. You know, what what do we do? Is like, you know, like 20 minutes ago, the enemy was here. You know, wh where do you think he's going to be at the swamp area here? Or, you know, like, you know, he maybe he's, he's sneaking around city. Maybe he's around here somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And then you match notes with another squad leader, right? So that's another one to have is like a pen and paper. Like they didn't have it on the... Rec required items or anything like that or mandatory or the packing list but that's something that i always have like with me mm -hmm. um make sure that i have a pen and a notepad like uh like one of those um i know it's expensive <laughs> but it's the uh it's the waterproof ones and the waterproof pens right i always have that on my uh my sleeve yeah, here that, yeah that's in my i use that at work yeah so, so yeah just write down everything yep um Buys Nod adapter for phone to live stream. You I know, know you know. I actually have that, and I might live stream. Um, the, war the game in the village. Yeah, back. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So I'm any kidding. war crimes that happen in the village, There's I will. Nothing. I will have it recorded. Nothing. Nothing is gonna be. <laughs> and it's gonna be online. <laughs> so guys. My best oh advice, my follow the game rules. Follow the game rules. Yeah, follow your orders from your commanders. Make sure that you... Yeah, this this entire video is all tips. So I hope that you guys have the best advice now. And um, going into the sim, hopefully you guys uh, have fun. That's, that's, that's the biggest one that we haven't talked about. Have fun, guys. Yeah. It's, it's role-playing. It's supposed to be fun, right? Don't get salty when another player gets salty, right? He's having a bad time. He's supposed to know that he's supposed to have a fun time, right? If he's getting salty, right? Just leave it. Let the admins deal with it, guys. You're out there to have fun. He's out there to have fun. He knows he's supposed to have fun. And yeah, just act it out. Play it out. Doesn't matter if you're losing or winning. It's 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 all in the name of role play. All in the name of a good sport. Right? So Exactly. Have fun, guys. All right. Well, we dragged this long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're good. We yeah. let everyone go. So again, comments down below, guys. Let us know what you think about the sim. Let us know what you think about, you know, any sims in there. If you have any ideas of any sims, you know, bring it out. Um, actually, go to Airsoft Strike Group and uh, talk about it because you mm -hmm. could have, you could, you could make their experience. You can make your experience a lot better on the next sim. Um, tell them what you think that they need to do, or if you have any feedbacks or ideas or anything, just let them know. All right. Well, that is it for this episode. Episode 66. This is Poi. That's Mac. Hello. And that is it for this podcast where we go through an overview of ASG op my, I can't Minerva. say it. Minerva. Like, like, Minerva. Like the, like the like the professor. Minerva. All right. Well, that is it. We'll see you guys on the next one. All right. See ya. Goodbye. That was Pat. Oh, hi Pat. <laughs>